Ladies and gents, back at it again, down the studio. <laughs> Episode 20 of the BFB. Oh, baby, 20. The Dick, Matty Ice. <laughs> yeah. Back down. Still going with that nickname, eh? Uh, well, we might have switched it to Maddie Heat. We haven't figured out yet. I don't know. We're com- we're we'll get into it a little bit more, but we're coming right from uh, slow pitch tonight. <laughs> Guy goes go for four at the plate. I think I keep Maddie Ice as my nickname. Yeah. <laughs> couple pop ups, yeah, one directly couple- at the pitcher. Fuck me. We'll touch on my night a little later. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. But regardless, <laughs> boys are back. Yeah. Down in Pump the studio. Um, week two. Week two, uh, season two. It's been exciting. It's been action packed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a been a fun start to the pod. Been a pretty interesting start to the NFL season. Mm-hmm. Keeping us on our toes. So, without further ado, let's get into it. We're we're jumping. Oh no! Well, wait. Well, we got a sponsor. Yeah, and we got to figure out what which player represents this app. Oh, that's right. I had to episode twenty. Episode twenty. It's it. There's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of big players that actually wore twenty. I think I'm gonna be rolling. I'm gonna roll with the legend himself. We talked about. We touched on him last week. Barry Sanders. Yeah, Detroit gotta Lions. To gotta give it to him. Yeah, show the man his due. I'm. Uh, I'm going with the guy with the last <laughs> name with about 15, 16 letters. <laughs> Prince Amukamara. <laughs> yeah, Giants. Giants legend, man. Oh man, give it to him. He was good, man. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he was good. It, it's interesting though, like in terms of DBs award twenty, uh, you could have gone with Brian Dawkins, mm. the machine himself, true, true. man. It's so intense. And then speaking of another, just absolute weapon out there, uh, maybe arguably the best safety to ever play. He just got enshrined last year. Uh, Ed Reed, yeah, Kane's going to say Baltimore him. Ravens. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I'm putting my heart in this shit, dog. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Oh, give it to him. Give it to him. Since his days at the U, the mm-hmm. Miami, the former Miami Hurricane, he's always had the, the passion, the heat. Uh, I think what's super interesting about Ed Reed is – there's there's clips online of uh, Belichick and Brady uh, talking about him and the way they speak about his abilities and, and his game his game it's it's amazing to listen to how much they admire this guy because like you know uh, this is the same guy Bill Belichick that you know a month ago was un- apparently unaware that Andrew Luck had retired <laughs> yeah. you know like he he's very <laughs> very on. yeah he's very uh trepidatious i suppose in giving uh other teams and other players love but mm-hmm. he would readily give it to ed reed it, yeah just just one of the legends did uh did you hear what brady said to saquon no he was like okay he's like you did it for one he's like can you do it for two can you do it for five mm. can you do it for ten Right? Like, testing them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This guy's legit, man. I dig that, yeah. <clears throat> and if you're going to do it, Saquon. Saquon going to do it. Man, and D. Jones, Danny Dimes, <laughs> he's back. He's out. I honestly, obviously, <sighs> Giants fans have such, uh, you know, an affection for Eli. How could you not, right? Mm-hmm. Two rings, beat the undefeated Patriots. 
two Super Bowl MVPs. If it, two is, Super Bowl it, MVPs. He won them both, hey? Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. Top 10 in pass yards, TDs. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, Eli, he's just, he's that guy that's gone out there and he's got the big wins for the boys and then, you know, he's not that good. <laughs> right? Like, man, I was going to say, is he, is he a Hall of Famer? That's, that's the question, man. I, it's hard to say. He definitely has interesting stats. It's, it's a, it's a great debate. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, probably a point against him. <laughs> If his career were to end now, his career record is... 116 and 116. Yeah. 500. 500 record. Perfect. The very basic definition of... Average. Average. <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at it, that that's the first time in his career that he's been 500 since week four of 2007 when he was 21 and 21 early on in his career. Not bad. So he's he's... It's he's used to having a winning record. I should say his that's the first time since 2007 he's had a non-winning record. Um, he's played for 16 years. Uh, he's eighth all-time, 362 TDs. Yeah, and he's tossed for over 56,000 yards, which which is seventh all-time. If you look at the num the pure numbers, he's a Hall of Famer. <sighs> yeah, he is. I, uh, it's it's weird to say, but yeah, he is. And you know, guys, quietly he goes about his business quietly. Yeah, well, quietly, like by not talking, but like loudly <laughs> by making the dumbest facial expressions in the world, like fucking Alfred E. Newman on the There's sidelines. There's a lot of good, <laughs> lot of good Manning. Oh, Manning, there. yeah, Manning face. Yeah, yeah. Give Man- it to the guy. Yeah, mm, it's hard for me. Had to he make only it. won? Had he only won one? Yeah, that's true. How Two. much how much different is he than Joe Flacco? You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, really. But he's yeah. won two. His numbers are there. Yeah. And uh, I think you got to give it to him. And recently, like in our in our uh, N40L uh, text chat, people were chirping Gord, you know, Eli's out, Eli's out, Eli's out. But I think the point was made. He saved the world. <laughs> From Tom Brady and the Patriots having eight rings. Exactly. Without him and David Tyree's helmet. Yeah. Um, we could be looking at like, well, not, ar- not arguably the greatest dynasty in sports history. Ever. 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 Better than the 80s Oilers. Better than the late 80s, early 90s Bulls. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe the only the only franchise that could rival them is... Is the Montreal Canadiens, but yeah, th- like that's a 40s. completely different era. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So hmm. you know, Eli Manning. Yeah, who knows? It, it it's a good debate to have, and uh, it regardless of his numbers, I'll always when I see him, I always just have that curb your enthusiasm music playing in the back of my mind. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. I've seen Eli. Seen Eli a few times live. Looks soft every time. But, uh, <laughs> hey, man, that's what being a fan's all about, right? Yeah, true. And you have to embrace the change. And that's the thing. Danny Dimes is going to come in. I mean... Right, yeah. Former uh, Pittsburgh Washington Redskins DB Ryan Clark was recently on. I think he's on an ESPN show. I can't remember the exact name. But he got into it with um, Mike Finnebaum, which is kind of an older... Older reporter who basically came out and 
Eli was kind of a proxy topic of it, but Finnebaum was basically saying, you know, Eli's had the better career, blah, blah, blah. Look at Cam Newton. He's just, he's just quitting, blah, blah, blah. But Ryan Clark brought up a good point. Would, would we, numbers aside, give Eli the respect if he had a different last name and a different family, like a different pedigree? And like, mm. it wasn't, it wasn't a standalone argument, I should say, but you know, it raises, it raises a good point. He was kind of using it in comparison to Cam. Cause this, this guy was saying, yeah, Newton's washed up. He doesn't care about the team, blah, 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 blah. And Ryan Clark obviously took offense to it and backed up Cam, but you know, it raises the question. Cam doesn't have two Super Bowls. No. And the one, not, the one he was in, he got, he was basically embarrassed by the Broncos. Cam's not top 10 in any stat category. Yeah, former NFL MVP. Former regular, NFL regular MVP. season though. Yeah? yeah. Okay. So that's his one accolade. True, but I think I think like his the whole argument of on that uh, on that show was the uh, the fact that he was questioning Cam Newton's heart and saying he was basically washed up, oh. which I don't I don't think he's washed oh, up. Oh no, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, but it was just I one. Think of, he's uh, hurt then. Oh yeah, he's like, hurt, man. Again. If you're hurt, you're hurt, man. You can't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So well, and it speaks to it like. They're on the Thursday nighter. They're on the half yard line, and they try to run a trick sweep play. Yeah, exactly. When you got what two hundred twenty plus, the biggest guy on the goddamn field. Yeah, who's made a career of going over the top and like yeah. making spectacular touchdowns. Well, you got to protect your investment too. I mean, you're not going to put Cam Newton in a situation where he's going to get even more hurt than he already. Yeah, is, yeah, right? that, that's true. Yeah, and you got Kyle Allen, who. As your exactly. backup. <laughs> as your backup. Not even, <laughs> hasn't even made the no frills no game yet. Yeah, exactly. If I don't know who the guy is, <laughs> that's, you know. Yeah, and it's weird because he is a white quarterback. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, get after it. I know. People are going to think I'm like a racist guy because of the whiteness. Because but that is because absolutely you, not true. Yeah, like you just declare your preference for all the white players. It's totally, totally different. <laughs> really soft white QBs, man. That's my type. Yeah, and really huge white tight ends. Exactly. And well, small white wide receivers. But anyways, that... <laughs> Size and point. On we go. Um, other players that wore number 20. Oh. <laughs> Could have gone Garrison Hurst, uh, former uh, 49er running back, one of the better names to come through the league in recent years. Run DMC, Darren McFadden. And of course, how could we leave out our buddy, the cat dudes guy? Well, maybe soon to be former guy, uh, Jalen Ramsey, the disgruntled one. Of the Jaguars. <laughs> No need for consternation. Everything is under control. Michael, last Friday, one of your employees attacked another employee in your office. It was a crime of passion, Jan. Not a disgruntled employee. Everyone here is extremely gruntled. Jan's <laughs> <laughs> gruntled, man. He is a gruntled employee, yeah. but he played tonight. Played yeah, the he Thursday did. nighter. Yeah, he did. So kudos to him. I, I heard a report uh, today uh, that the Browns are one of five teams that are potentially in on him. I know they're asking for a first rounder. Personally, obviously he's top three cornerback yeah. uh, in the league right now, yeah, you have to say. say. But uh, after watching two weeks of this Browns team, they got to hold on to that first rounder and get an offensive lineman. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like you, yeah, you gotta weigh your options here. But anyways, their defenses, they're fine. Yeah, you know what I mean, 
Got Miles Garrett just absolutely <laughs> steamrolling guys. Miles Garrett, three sacks last week and two How roughing many the personal fouls? <laughs> two and one offside call. <laughs> he yeah. leads he leads the league in, since he came in with offsides because he's got such a quick yeah. jump. Line of scrimmage infraction. Yeah, 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 exactly. In neutral zone, all that I shit. I mean, you know what? You get that under control, you mm-hmm. got one of the best CBs in the league. Yeah, that, yeah, I completely agree. And on a personal note, I have some money on, uh, well, Show Life Shane and I both have money on him to win the uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Oh. Uh, which pays out pretty well. So. I, it, I'm worried with these penalties that might knock him out of it because, you know, Aaron yeah. Donald is still Aaron Donald. But uh, he already leads the league after two weeks, five sacks in two weeks. Whoo, baby. Ooh. Who knows what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, moving along. Our sponsor this week is the Edmonton Sport and Social Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the league that puts on uh, the Boston Boys slow pitch games, and Maddie and I just came from one, so... Mm-hmm. You know what? It was a beautiful night under the lights. Um, yeah, under the lights is sick. Under the lights is sick. Yeah. But dangerous at the same time. Because yeah. they do trick the kid's eye, man. Oh, man. I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I struggled for the first portion of the game in the outfield. They just, you know, it gets caught up there. Yeah, it does. It's just I'm not used to it, right? Maddie but, had a tough drop, but yeah. uh, tough drop on one play, big catch on another play. Yeah, it oh. was the only play I made all game, which was nice Nice to at least contribute something. Over oh, for 4th play. Over oh, oh, for 4th <laughs> play. But the pleasant surprise that came out of tonight was uh, current Cougar Flyer D-Man, Swiss Army mm-hmm. Knife, uh, stud, yeah. all-around stud. Uh, Neil from the good side of Linwood. Good side of Linwood. <laughs> Opposite, or like, west side of 156? Uh, yeah, I think so. Whatever the opposite of, uh, Chris Kirk, Kirk in Linwood yeah. is, uh, the butt pirate. Buddy, comes out. Yeah. Huh, lights comes it up. up. Athlete. Yeah. Athlete and everything. Dominates you- in hockey. Comes out tonight, plays outfield for the first three innings. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't mind uh, trying short. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, he gets dirty for one. Oh. Gets dirty for one, makes a play at two, snags a fucking heater coming oh, at him, makes yeah. a play to one. But. Turn to double, help turn and double play. Yeah, he yeah. did help twist one. Um, Athlete. But, you know, Neil, got to get on the sticks a little bit. <laughs> he wasn't bad. He was better than me. I don't. I didn't think he was that well, bad. Well, only reason his stat line was better than you because he walked twice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. So yeah, I did walk. You right. know, uh, defense, fucking unreal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, on the offense side, you know, I'd like to see that bat off shoulder a little bit. <laughs> me myself, I was five for five with a home run. Oh, baby. <laughs> L? In the Parker. Oh, yeah. In the Park home A run. little leaguer. Yeah, so it's nice in the, in the under the and under the Lights Fall League. It's actually fence fields. Uh, 275 oh, yeah. yards, yeah. Dead, dead away to center. Mm-hmm. Uh, play under the Lights. So much fun. And Gord, Gord Jackson inside the Park home run. Real nice. Yeah, read it. Uh, Huncho loves to go oppo. Oh, yeah. Oppo Always Huncho. opposite field, and you catch everybody off guard. Wow. It's nice. It's it's real nice. So it uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It. So uh, season's wrapping up right away, but uh, yeah, Boston boys loving it. They love them being part of that team. Tough loss tonight, though. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. 
Where That's are you all going? right. We're not even supposed to be part of the league anyway. <laughs> That's another story. True. Uh, okay, should we get into the pod? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Okay, let's, let's, let's it. get started. Yeah, let's we actually started. talked before. We're like, oh, this might be like just over an hour. We're Quick gonna... one. <laughs> yeah. Quick one. 25 minutes later, we haven't even started. All right. What? Question and answer? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, this one comes in kind of a two-parter. First part for both of us, second part for Gordo. Um, from Nige, Under the Arch. First question is, Taysom, Taysom's, Taysom Hill uh, versus Teddy Bong Bridgewater. What say you? Who's the guy to pick up in fantasy? Well, I had Drew Brees, one of my leagues. Okay. Put him on the IR. I spent 25 scoops mm. on Teddy. Right. And you know what? I'm honestly, I'm regretting it. Really? I think I, I should have went Mason Rudolph. Oh, Mason wouldn't have been a bad play. I don't I don't mind like, Mason Rudolph. But the thing is, Teddy is a proven starter. Yes, yeah. Done he's, it in the past. Yeah, done he's in the, the past. He's the highest paid backup. Mm-hmm. Problem is, Sean Payton's offense, Taysom Hill, he's a... He, you know, I think Rex Burkhead's a fucking Swiss Army knife. Taysom Hill Yeah, he's on Taysom. The... Swiss Army. Mm-hmm. He's a Leatherman. Yeah. You take Taysom Hill with you into the fucking wilderness, and he will survive. Yeah. Yeah, if, if survival meant returning punts and throwing touchdown passes. And lining up a tight end and maybe blocking or running a route. Yeah. You know, yeah, and you know when Taysom Hill lines up a tight end, I know he's either going to block or be receiving a catch. You know, when, when Taysom Hill lines up a tight end. Booger. I love Booger. Oh, anyway, uh, it's a tough call on who to pick. It is tough. Um, if you want to, if you want to risk your week on gadget plays, go with Taysom Hill. Yeah, boomer bust yeah. basically with Taysom. Um, I I think that Sean obviously has great uh, loyalty to Drew Brees. Drew Brees is obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the past few years. So Taysom Hill's role was limited because of that. Now that Teddy's in. It's a crapshoot. Who knows? Oh, I I tend to think Teddy is a is the better pickup personally. I think there's a little bit of uh, smoke coming off of uh, Peyton's comments when he said, "Well, who's to say he's number mm-hmm. two Kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. I think that's gamesmanship more than anything else. Because yeah. um, at the end of the day, I think Teddy Bridgewater is the better quarterback, and that's the position they're asking these these guys to fill. So. I, I don't think you should – I think you're fine with Bridgewater. Yeah. Man. And there's a reason. This guy This guy chose, you know, Nostradamus. Who knows? He chose not to go to Miami as a starter and rather stayed in New Orleans for another year, uh, knowing full well that I'm going to be the backup to a legend. And now he gets his shot. And mm-hmm. I think, like, I think he's going to take advantage of it. You know, he's had a lot of adversity throughout his career, and he's never given up. No, and give it I to the guy. Yeah, and I don't think having Taysom Hill as a threat is gonna impede him from from doing what he can do. Like as if you're gonna look at your fucking Yahoo lineup, be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna start Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah, come on. Well, it's it's <laughs> Andrew brought it up tonight. Last week we were talking about Gardner Minshew, and I have to eat. I have to eat crow. I said nobody started Gardner Minshew. Whatever. Dude, guy goes out tonight on Thursday Night Football and gets 32 fantasy night. points. 32. 32, man. In the N40L. 
he was balling. Thirty-two. I thought it was like seventeen. Mm, I don't think. Uh, I don't think so. We can we can check her right now, but I, you know, maybe who knows? It's Sean. It's Sean Payton. But for me, it's Teddy Bridgewater. Um. What yes. Garner walk away with? 17. Oh. <laughs> Half. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, still, man. Numbers guy. Gardner's, Gardner's coming around later on the pod anyway. Okay. We'll get to him in a bit. Um, I don't know. I think I, I'm i starting Teddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and Out of it, necessity. Yeah. And it give like for, for our listeners' context, the league Gord's talking about, it's a 2QB league. Oh, yeah. Right? So... Yeah. Uh, Guys are really Slim. picked over. Yeah. Buddy, guys are drafting Daniel Jones and putting him on their bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the year the year before Alex Smith got traded to Washington, Yeah, somebody picked up Patrick Mahomes in the last week you could <laughs> that year. And then the next year, kept him. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Buddy. Yeah. Last year, a guy picked up Darius Geis, second last fucking week, and then kept him. Obviously, mm. he got fucked. Yeah, yeah. It's so, hard hard to say that the guy's know, gonna feel that feel that kind of injury two years in a row. It's a bullshit league. It rattles <laughs> me, man. I am two and zero right now, though. So yeah, but would you say it's the the league you care least about? No, unfortunately, it's the league I care most about because I pay the most. <laughs> To play because it's a two hundred bucker. Oh shit! Yeah, twelve team league. Twelve team league. Wow. Yeah. Whoo! So that's obviously I want to win N forty and yeah. flyers. Yeah, I want to win every week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, everybody does. Two hundred yeah. bucks, man. Yeah. Have you ever won that one? No, nope. came in third, mm. closest. And what's the payout? Does third get anything? Uh, no, third doesn't get anything. Second gets some money back. Buying back, yeah. Yeah. Damn. I know. High stakes. Me and Tay are one and two right now. Tay from Bayern June. Oh, your co-managers. No. Oh. He's in first. Oh, okay. Second. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. We had a few at ball before oh, we started. Kids crying. had a few. <laughs> kids had a few. Oh, man. Okay. Um, Next and, question. Well, the second part in, of uh, Nige, uh, his question is directed at you. It says... Uh, just curious, what else is Gord going to use his fanny pack, a.k.a. butt bag, now that it's not holding a ring? Mm. Good question. Probably my credentials. <laughs> Maybe my wallet, <laughs> a cell phone. A <laughs> couple uh, ballpoint pens. Ballpoint pens, maybe a <laughs> notepad, mints. You know what? Who knows what you're going to need and you can pull out of there. But no, mostly probably weed when we go to <laughs> I think. Yeah, I was going to say a few lighters. But I don't think you can bring uh, the butt bag into the stadium, though. Uh, yeah, they probably check it. You mm. just got to uh, smoke and eat everything before. Most stadiums, I think it's clear bags. Only. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's the way uh, MetLife is, anyway. Mm. Okay. So, butt bag might have to stay at home, but it's coming along for the ride, that's for yeah. damn sure. And really, a butt bag would clash with the, with the fur. Ugh. I'm not bringing the fur. Not bringing it. It's not gonna be. Uh, it's not gonna be cold enough. No. no. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's gonna it be should, like twenty it degrees. Be too bad. So, oh well, bringing Hawaiian. So, <laughs> big time. I could bring one for each one of the boys. Man, if that's the if that's the uh, no, I'll most. never get him back. 
Well, you just have to claim it from the uh, from the um, uh, American dudes before we head back. Oh yeah. All right. Next question. Yeah, let's move along. All right, coming in from the Regina Vagina, <laughs> aka Big Dick Nick. Uh huh. Uh huh. Big Dick Nick texts in. Uh, time's on away, which is nice. Um, <laughs> I have Tyreek Hill and just lost Njoku. Two and zero, and have a decent enough team to make playoffs in a two keeper league. Should I sit on Tyreek and stream tight ends for the rest of the year? Or use them as a trade chip to solidify the tight end position. Thanks, fellas. Hmm. Hmm. Tyreek. Yeah. Don't like the guy. No. Uh, yeah, obviously he's got a shitty past. He's not a nice human. <laughs> I say trade him myself. Mm. But uh, T's a volatile, volatile position. Yeah. And you that, know? Yeah. The, I was inclined at first to say trade him as well, but the fact that it's a two-keeper league, when Tyreek Hill is, is playing his best ball, he's a top five wide receiver in the league. True. He gets points. He's in the best offense in the league. He's got the best quarterback in the league. Um, unfortunately, with his injury, for him, uh, Mahomes kind of showed it doesn't matter who you put a wide receiver. I'm going to get points anyways. Does I'm going to ball out. Um, so for the reason that it's a two-keeper league, I would say keep him. And then the other part for me is historically, I don't – unless it's like – the elite tight ends. Like this year it's it's uh Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle. Unless it's the top guys, I think tight end is such a crapshoot. And I personally undervalue it a little bit. I don't yeah. value it the same that I do a running back, a wide receiver, or uh even an elite quarterback. No. You know what though Nick could do if it's keeper league? He could get a draft pick back. Mm. In, yeah, that's in right. That trade, the, the equip, yeah, right. So right. If he trades Tyreek, and like even a second rounder back, mm-hmm. yeah, and gets a good tight end. Yeah, that's true. That might true. not be a bad play. Yeah, maybe. And then he he can hold on to that tight end and well, whoever he takes in the second. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting spot to be in. I, I guess, like, if it's a 12-team league, it de- kind of depends on the guys you're playing against. I know some guys roll, like myself, I roll one tight end. And then when that guy hits the bye, if he's really good, I'll hold on to him and sacrifice another position on my bench. Um, but if he's kind of a, you know, a whatever tight end, I got no problem rolling each week. Yeah, letting him go. Exactly. And you yeah. kind of play the matchups. But if it is super picked over... Yeah, there's something to be said about not having to worry that, about that position each week. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to touch on him a little bit later. One pot ago, we are all over TJ Hawkinson's dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next week, the guy puts, puts up, up a stinker. A stinker. Yeah, like stinker. from from darling to like literally the jester. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a tough question. I guess what I would ask myself if I was big dick if I had a big dick, um, I would ask how much do I value tight end? And know? what are you getting back? Exactly. I think that's the main yeah. question. What are you getting back? Yeah, exactly. If you're trading Tyreek, what are you getting back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All Good right. Good question. Though. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. The Regina vagina. Um, next question comes, it's a three parter here. One is a bit more serious than the others. The other ones are just kind of play questions, I believe. <laughs> um, from Isaac in Inglewood. Question number one, 
should Antonio Brown farting in that doctor's face be more of a controversy? Okay, here's the thing. You want to give some backstory? I also saw today mm-hmm. that the doctor texting AB and laughing about the situation because TMZ got a hold of it. Oh. And it like okay. kind of went viral and he's like, ha ha, hmm. you know, kind of like hee hawing about it. There yeah. was text messages, screenshots. Yeah. I don't Man, know. That guy I, screenshots everything. I could look it up. Don't want to. No. Um... Obviously, kind of fucked up, but the reason he's suing him isn't because he farted in his face, because he owes him 11 grand for medical fees. Yeah, unpaid bills, basically. So, the farting in the face is just... (sighs) I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, like, Gordon and I haven't really talked about this, but at least on my end, it's kind of been a conscious decision not to talk about this fucking clown. I don't care enough to. Yeah, I don't care enough. And I think the given everything that's happened from the moment he demanded this trade from Pittsburgh and did all this bullshit calling Ben, you know, like basically bickering with Roethlisberger, you almost become desensitized to it. It's like mm-hmm. uh, it's like uh, like Donnie Trump, you know, like it's just ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. And at a certain point, it's just like. Well, yeah, of course he fucking did that. Yeah. Like. You don't even doubt it. This is a grown man farting in another man's face. (laughs) What an absolute fucking child. Like. When you, when you say it out loud, it makes it even (laughs) funnier. Like when you read it to yourself and you're like, oh, like that happened. You're like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But when you like verbalize (laughs) it, you're like, oh my God. Like he actually did fart in a doctor's face. Yeah. Like just. Every time I go to the doctor, I'm so fucking nervous, man. There's no way I'd be farting in his face. Yeah. I just don't go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, and you don't, me, don't have any cavities if you don't get checked. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> cough twice. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I don't know. Fuck AB. I don't even really want to talk about it. But I did draft him in the third round in our <laughs> Flyers League. I got a good feeling. <laughs> but, man, it might... It might uh, my payoff. Yeah. My payoff. Um, but yeah, I think it would be if he didn't do all his other fucking shenanigans before this. Um, so yeah, great yeah. player, talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, part two, he says uh, NBA players, Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James, who would be a better tight end in the league today? I'm going LeBron James, man. Okay, he's huge, massive. He's massive. Oh yeah, one of the best best athletes on the planet. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm sure he would excel. Uh, just for argument's sake, I'll say Kawhi because he's got massive hands he and does have wouldn't drop hands. a thing. No, that's true. Yeah, he wouldn't be. I, I feel like LeBron would block. Would be a blocking Ooh. tight end. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, LeBron would be a blocking tight end. A nice guy to get a couple blocks yeah, in. Yeah, get me that. within the fifteen to ten yeah. yard range and then hit me in the red zone. He's yeah. um, like a black Jason Witten, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Safety I don't want guys there. to think I'm all about the race. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, and I think Kawhi would be more of, like, the dainty, uh, like, kind of, like, mm-hmm. agile, skilled tight end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I gritty agree. when he needs to be, but not not, uh, not, as, not as strong suit. No. Yeah. No, I agree. And then the last one, uh, who's got the better mustache, Baker Mayfield or Gardner Minshew? The second? <laughs> Gardner Minshew the second, for sure. Yeah. This is dripping, like, 
Yeah. The perfect little handlebars. Yeah. Well, yeah. Enough to be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I personally can't grow handlebars. Mine only goes straight across. Don't have the connectors. No, I got no connect. Mm. But you got to give Gardner the respect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Baker usually rocks a beard, anyways. I mean, if you if you go to uh, uh, Washington State or Eastern Washington, I forget. I think it's Washington State. Yeah, it was Washington State. And then you go, and then you move then to Jacksonville, Florida, and you have fans actually bringing fake <laughs> mustaches in the stands. I I think you win the mustache battle. Gardner Minshew. The second <laughs> character. He's the <laughs> ultimate Florida man. Okay. A little excerpt on uh, ESPN today. Scotty from Bellevue? Uh, Eastlake. Eastlake. The scoundrel. Yeah, the scoundrel. He pointed it out to us. He said, well, he showed us the grand post. Gardner Minshew worked out in the locker room wearing only aviators and a jock strap. Yeah, and I guess he's done that since college. <laughs> Just... Did a naked cannonball during camp at WSU, Washington State University. Yeah, okay, yeah, so it was Washington State. Bought a bed for 10 bucks on a Facebook marketplace, <laughs> which is fucking disgusting. <laughs> Hopefully Carried, it's just the frame, yeah. not the mattress. Probably the box spring, too, though. <laughs> Carried a full-size bottle of Crown Royal, delicious, in his waistband on a night around Pullman. <laughs> and his grandfather... Wanted to name him Beowulf. Beowulf. <laughs> like he's some fucking fable. Beowulf <laughs> Minshew. Oh my god. Give it to him, oh, man. Oh man, I heard on the Thursday nighter tonight that his dad is also named Gardner Minshew. But he goes by his middle name because um, in Southern culture, if you have a son and you name him after you, rather than be Gardner Minshew II, he would have been known as... Um, Junior and slang for junior in the southern states is Bubba, and he oh. didn't want his son to be Bubba Minshew, <laughs> so he said, "I'm gonna go by my middle name now, and my son can have Gardner." So that's why he's the second. He just wanted the the regalness, I suppose. South man, Fucking I'd Florida, love to man. go. Man. I'd love to go. <laughs> the Panhandle, fuck's sakes. Yeah, Gardner. Um, yeah, given Gardner, Gardner might be a weekly. Uh, topic he on might the be pod, the new Con- the new Connor. <laughs> you might, we might have Gardner's Garden or something like that. Oh um, man, Gardner's Harvest. Or Gardner's something. Harvest. Yeah, it is harvest time for the fucking farmers too. Oh, uh, we have one last question coming in, um, and this this is actually pretty sweet. This is uh, this comes in from Show Life Shane's uh, brother in law, uh, Money Merks in the STA St. Albert. Mm. Two-parter here. So the first one, he's asking about his lineup. He says, need help at QB, gents? I lost Breeze. My choices on the wire are Case Keenum, Andy Dalton, or Matt Stafford. All right, Matt, you kind of, we kind of talked about this one, but you know what? I'm going to switch it up. Oh. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Matty Stafford. Oh, okay. He's a gunslinger, man. He's yeah. a gunslinger. He's got a few weapons. Lost Tate. Got Galladay. He's got carry on out of the backfield. I think consistently he might get you the points. Yeah, I think he's definitely the more uh, the the safest play out of the three. Uh, Andy Dalton's had a pretty decent start, considering great start. Considering the, the team, team he's on, yeah. uh, and how everybody's just focused on Joe Mixon and AJ's hurt. 
Uh, I have to say, like, I'm I'm surprised, although they're 0-2, he's putting up fantasy-relevant numbers, mm-hmm. uh, Dalton. And not – man, it's hard to say because not to be mislooked is Case Keenum, who for the last two weeks, in his first week against Philadelphia, he put up 31 points. Yeah. Um, with three pass touchdowns. So – I've had Case Keenum way too many times. To, <laughs> An affinity. Oh, my God. <laughs> Had him on Denver last year, my two QB league. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was fucked. Yeah, I, I, I think out of those three, I would, I would roll Matt Safford. I like, I like Carry On. Uh, bulldog there. Hopefully, TJ turns it around at tight end. Oh, I think they got to start feeding TJ. Mm-hmm. He's a freak. And I think it, in turn, if you do that, it opens up other guys. Uh-huh. You got Marvin Jones Jr. there. Uh, Kenny Babytron Galladay. <laughs> you've, you've got options there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. I think roll Stafford, money Mercs. And second part, uh, he's wondering who are who's uh, are sleeper running backs to keep on my bench that are an injury away from getting some serious playing time. I'm in a very deep pool, and it's pretty slim pickings out there on the wire. Thank you, boys. Love the work. Keep it up. Um. I, I went with Naheem Hines. <laughs> yeah, Naheem Hines in Indy. Don't and mind that. You know what? Marlon Mack this week. Mm-hmm. Listed as questionable. Listed as questionable. I think it's so, a calf strain or something like that. Yeah, calf strain. Yeah. Um, but Jordan Wilkins is behind him, too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. taking snaps. So you gotta be uh, you got to be wary, but I think I'd go Naheem Hines. He's yeah. probably available. Yeah, I, and I think he's, because he's the next in line, he he's a really good one. The other guy I'd be looking at to stash is Alexander Madison in uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota, oh. uh, rookie this year. Uh, he looked really really good in the preseason. He is very similar to Dalvin Cook. Actually, they've got all three. They've got Mike Boone, who's their third running back, who always for the second year in a row had an unbelievable preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vikings fans have been calling for him to get the rock more too, mm-hmm. but. Dalvin is off to a hot start. It's, he's hot. It's clear. He's that, hot. Yeah. And that offense. They're not what, running through fucking cousins. My no. boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they paid him all this money, all this guaranteed money. To but throw 15 passes a game. They are a run team. So, you know, Dalvin does have an injury history. It might be a nice stash. I really like Alexander Madison. I had him on my radar going into the draft this year. The, the next guy I would look at is third string currently, but given the way the coach feels about his, his backfield, it could, be, it could be, yeah, he could be first in a matter of weeks. Mm-hmm. Dare <laughs> Uh Third string behind... Thank God I didn't have to because <laughs> I would have butchered it. Yeah, have a hard enough time with Quincy Inunma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Quincy's my boy. Yeah, but he's third string behind Peyton Barber, uh, and Ronald Jones, and if you look at what Bruce has said about both of those guys in the first two weeks of the season, he sh- it's he sure doesn't have a lot of faith. No man. Um, and again, another guy that had a really nice preseason. So I think it's um, well worth the stash if if it's that actually that slim that you can pick up a third string running back and stash him and have the patience to hold on to him. I think he's a guy worth looking at for sure. Matt's rubbing the crystal ball. I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Um, yeah, and uh, Johnny in the rock pile, you should pick him up and start him this week. <laughs> yeah, he's playing me. 
Yeah, that's right. The last week of divisional games in the yeah, 40. Careless whisper. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy who is probably out on the wire still, and offense didn't look good last game, mm-hmm. but if Josh Jacobs has to sit, I think Jalen Richard is a nice guy to add, you know, obviously if you got the room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, so, yeah. And, even, and he catches passes, which is nice. Josh Jacobs really he, is only used for a second down grinding. Yeah, he's uh, more of a pass-catching option for sure. If you're PP, if it is a PPR yeah, league. Yeah, PPR, you're, you're good. So. Um, yeah, and if another guy continues to kind of struggle a bit, uh, given an expanded role uh, in Devonta Freeman in Atlanta, Ido, mm, Ido, Ido, Ido Smith, Smith might, be, might be decent too. So, I think it's Ido. Ido, yeah. 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 Um, Sumo-sized, no mushrooms, teriyaki chicken, <laughs> Edo Smith. Double um, sauce. Yeah. Yeah, two scoops, please. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm sure, I feel like Edo Smith might be snagged up in that mm-hmm. league, depending on how dry it is. Well, thanks for the questions, boys. Really appreciated it. Moving along. Moving along. <laughs> Pass it around. Pass it around the NFL. That's right. You want to start her off, Gordo? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, I dig it. Mm. It's been a bit of a interesting start to the season. It's been a tough year for yeah. the boys under center, hey? Yeah, yeah, big time. Who do we got? Luck? A luck, unexpected in, uh, retirement. Nick Foles? Week one injury. Drew Brees? <sighs> yeah, moving along to, like, Drew Brees... It kind of looked like a harmless play, hey? Like, I I'm know. surprised it did that much damage. Everybody's always worried, oh, he's going to blow his ACL or something. No, a helmet hits mm-hmm. his hand. Yeah, and I mean, maybe it's the fact that he is a smaller quarterback in stature on the follow-through. Who, know, who knows what yeah. it is? Or just a freak play. Big Ben. Big Ben. That, Done. That, that, that's a big one. Cam Newton. re He's hurt. He's playing hurt. He's playing hurt. He had something so, up before and then re-aggravated that foot injury. You're, uh... And my boy Eli obviously moved to the bench. Yeah. It's a tough year for QBs, man. You yeah. Got guys like Jacoby Brissett, Luke. Justin Falk, Luke Falk. Luke Falk. Yeah. Was <laughs> Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Miles Garrett just can't get the memo. Hey. <laughs> um, it's a year of the backups, man. Gardner. Yeah. Gardner Minshew, Mason Rudolph, uh, Kyle Allen in Carolina. If you would have told me in week three that we'd be watching these guys start for their respective teams, no. it's that's fucked. Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill, we don't, we don't know yet. And then uh, before we move along past Drew Brees and Ben, um, so either one of those two guys has led the NFL in passing yards in six of the last eight eight seasons. And in, in 2014, they actually tied. Sure. Um, the last time both QBs didn't play in the same week was week 17 in 2004. When Ben was a rookie and Breeze was in his fourth season with the Chargers, so it's it's kind of it's it's going to be a weird week. Looking, Breeze has only missed like two games. Oh yeah, yeah, and we can't move past this subject without talking about uh, your guy, Sammy D. Oh, <laughs> Sammy D. 
Mononucleosis. <laughs> Did you see the graph that they tossed up on Monday Night Football? No, I didn't. They see said it. Sam Darnold out with mononucleosis, and the graphic was him looking at the camera and pointing directly at it. <sighs> it was like he was trying to fucking pick up girls on a dating it's website. Broadway fucking Sammy D, man. Oh my god. Making out with too many broads. Man, mononucleosis. That's a new one. Who knows? Doing the people. Either way, he's not allowed near the team for weeks. Not till uh, after their bye week, and uh, they're thinking week five. Mm. And that's when Jameson Crowder's going to become fantasy relevant again, too. Yeah. Well, that first week, oh, this, the targets that guy saw in the first week was down there. Like 17. Big time. Yeah, big, 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 uh, big but, downswing when, when he went out for him. I like Sammy D. Everybody knows I've been a big Sammy D guy. Oh, yeah. From day one, right yeah. away. Yeah. Always, always pumping that guy's tires. Um, the Jets uh, in that in that Monday night against Cleveland, uh, they completed only four passes in the first half. <laughs> All four were uh, caught behind the line of scrimmage, <laughs> and three of the four were screen passes. You know, <laughs> but Justin Falk came out. He looked better than Simeon and marched him down the field. Did he not? Mm-hmm. And then they went for it on fourth down twice and got stuffed. Yeah. They did. So, but you know what it happens? It's like tonight at baseball, right? Dav was pitching. Mm-hmm. Boys were getting smoked. Yeah. I went in, hit the mound. Kids start playing behind you. That's right. right. Deficit you know? was too large to make a difference, but, but it's true. We, the play did increase. Oh. It, would go, it did get better. Um, <laughs> Minka Fitzpatrick is the latest Finn to get exiled. Or, well, I wouldn't say exiled. I would say relieved. Relieved, relieved from that yeah. fucking spot in uh, in Miami, and got shipped to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a uh, first round draft pick. And uh, now, what did we say? The Steelers have eight. Yeah, their uh, eleven eight, guys. Eight of their eleven guys on defense are, are first round draft former picks. first round draft picks: T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward. Joe Hayden, Browns legend, Minka yeah. Fitzpatrick, Bud Dupree, Terrell Edmonds, Devin Bush, uh, Mark Barron, and then they also have backups, Tyson Alawalu and Artie Burns, who are also first-rounders but aren't starting at the moment. Hmm. Um, th- uh, this will be the first time uh, in the upcoming draft, barring any trades, um, that Pittsburgh hasn't had a first-round draft pick since 1967, which is the first year of the common draft as we know it. Um, it's just, it's just wild. They've made a first round pick in 52 straight drafts, which was the longest, uh, well, it still is the longest active streak. Um, but they would need to make a trade to keep that one going. Hmm. Just wild. And, uh, they, they got a little bit heat for it. Minka Fitzpatrick is amazing. I think it's yeah, a, he's a good athlete. He's wonderful for, they finally have their prime time, uh, defensive, defensive back. They've been searching for it for years. Um, but they do have other areas that they need to address, and now they don't have a first-round pick. So, yeah, that's true. So it is – people are saying it's a desperation move. Who knows? Let's see how it pans out. I don't mind Minka one bit. I know uh, the vice himself, Johnny, mm-hmm. was upset to see him go. Out of the teal. Out of the teal and orange, yeah. Vibrant. Great jerseys. <laughs> Cat dude. A little bit of turmoil in Jacksonville, eh? A little bit. Yeah. You want to speak on it? Your boy? 
Number oh, 20, the Grunt. Yeah. The like the Kyle Lowry lookalike. <laughs> I really? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that one picture of Jalen Ramsey like blah blah blah. And it honestly looks like a <laughs> shitty version of Kyle Lowry. A, a shitty. Oh man, Kyle Lowry is a beauty. Philly's own. I know. Uh Jalen Ramsey, yeah, he wants out. He wants out, but he played tonight. Yeah, he did play tonight. And uh in today's NFL where you got guys that are just all about themselves, I actually was a bit surprised to see him suit up. I kind of dig it. Like, yeah, oh good, yeah. good for you, well, Jalen. Yeah, put the product out on the field and make those teams want to come and get you. Uh, again, the asking price for him is is believed to be a first rounder. Uh, and I did he- I did catch wind that there are five teams in on Ramsey, and one of them is Phew. is my Browns. Um, Seahawks in on too. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, and it's it's hard to say that I don't want them to trade for arguably a top three cornerback in the league. But after watching the first two weeks, we need that first rounder for an offensive lineman. Absolutely. We, we like, I, I think it would be a mistake to do it. Um, and they did get greedy Williams in the second round. We'll see how that pans out. But, and I mean, then the price for Jalen Ramsey would be a lot. You'd have to sacrifice other positions on top of, yeah. you know, giving up your first round. That's the thing. Uh, Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye, uh, two years ago, Oh, top yeah, top cornerback yeah. duo in the league. Yeah, without question. So for sure, for sure. I mean, is that going to come back? It probably will. Well, yeah. Who knows? Like, I guess you could argue Him opposite Cam Ward or Denzel. Denzel Ward. Cam Ward, sure, Park legend, Stanley Cup champion, broke Edmonton Oilers fans' hearts all over the world. Retired. Retired this year. Yeah, you want to bring that up? I know it. Um. So we'll see. That would be a deadly combo, but uh, we'll see where he lands. Got a feel for the cat guy, the cat dude. Uh, well, arguably their most marketable, uh, well-known player. Yeah, maybe since, since Bortles left. Yeah, yeah, big dick. <laughs> like big dicks got a statue outside of fucking Philadelphia Stadium. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, you know what? Poor Nick Foles too. Good Christian man like that. Yeah, gets it, hurt. Collarbones don't take much to break. I broke one myself. Yeah, and obviously it's one game as a starter, and he came in as relief. But if, hypothetically, let's say Gardner Minshew continues to have the success he does and show how he does, uh, Jacksonville, when they first signed Nick Foles, everybody said, holy fuck, that's a ton of money. And who were you bidding against? Because nobody really seemed to be in the yeah, into true. the Nick Foles sweepstakes. So, you know, you could be looking at a future quarterback controversy on our hands. But who's to say? Gardner Minshew's still A raw. beauty. Yeah, a beauty, <laughs> but raw. And he, he doesn't have the, uh, the resume. Nick Foles paid his dues throughout the league. True. Yeah. Um, and the last, uh, oh, two more things. Game of the week has to be. And it pains me to say the Baltimore Ravens against the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. simply for the quarterbacks. It's going to be wild. Yeah, it's going to be. I'll, I'm going to be tuning in for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nice. It's fucking like the Twilight Zone as a Browns fan that we go from the Monday nighter to the Sunday nighter. Oh like, yeah. What the hell? That this doesn't Double happen. Prime time. 
dude, it was like four or five years that I had to wait for them to get back on Monday night, and now they've got another primetime game. So Against the Rams. Exactly. So, you know, fire up the uh, the Kansas City Ravens game on the main screen and have Red Zone and our boy Chris Hansen oh. and Octobox oh, ripping man. on the laptop and, and just enjoy the Sunday. Seven hours of commercial free <laughs> yeah. football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is unprecedented. Those are... <laughs> My girlfriend's worst, like her most feared six words or seven words or ever. Yeah. Seven <laughs> hours of commercial free football. Oh, yeah. I love it. Babe, I'll see you at dinner. Toss a casserole in. <laughs> Man, last, actually last Sunday, uh, we had a matinee uh, hockey game with the Cougar Flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few of us got together at a, at a, pretty decent bar just Billy Buds Billy Buds just across from the from the rink we were playing at on Argyle um, and they didn't have Red Zone going but they had literally nine TVs all side by side playing every game uh, in the early morning matchups and holy fuck it was almost sensory overload it was so hard to follow oh yeah and can. see what's going on everything it really I think I'm a Red Zone guy I have to be a Red Zone guy like Gotta be a red zone guy. I felt I was just missing everything. Like I need unless cri- my team's playing, like unless the Giants are playing, then yeah, it's only red zone, eh? Yeah, yeah, fire red zone. up all the time. But if the Giants are playing, I'll watch. The whole yeah, thing. I'll watch. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You just have red yeah. zone on my phone though. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> laptop's too old to fire up the. Uh... No, uh, I got a desktop, man. I'm a. Oh right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I could probably fire it up on there, but man, you think I actually know how? <laughs> no. I don't know where the on button is. It looks good, though, on the desk. <laughs> so nice. Next to my coiled ring scribblers. <laughs> oh, man. I lost my Hebu. I'm rolling a blank sheet of computer paper. Yeah. Yeah. Not true to form. No. Um, but. Slipping. Yeah. Man, had a tough day today. Yeah, exactly. So. Battling. That's all right. It happens, right? Hey, man. Still brought the content. Yeah, exactly. And the and the effort and the heat. <sighs> And the five for five tonight at ball. Five for five tonight at ball. And oh, we didn't even mention we have a new segment. That's oh, all we yours. We have a new segment. That's all yours. We got one more thing to talk about, and Gord's gonna okay. be jumping in his, oh, into yeah. his new I one. I forgot. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I can't believe we didn't start with that. Anyways, a little treat. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, the last thing we're gonna talk about for pass around the NFL is a little former uh, Steeler teammate drama between uh, Le'Veon Bell's. Well, one of Le'Veon Bell's baby mamas and Antonio Brown. So it looks like uh, baby mama Sharice uh, heavily um, has been sending out a lot of Instagram posts about visiting New England, being a uh, a Pats fan, and then like dropping like random uh, messages like a, a selfie and say, been booming and then tagging Foxborough, Massachusetts. And then saying, um, looks... Uh, something I don't know. AB probably gonna go off if you're playing fantasy though. Like she's just been pumping this guy's yeah. tires, um, which is fueling rumors that they are now an item. Hmm. Which you know, as if Antonio Brown needed anything more to talk about. He's he's got potentially this this side piece. So a little revenge, a little bacon spit. Yeah, a little, yeah. Stick tap to to Bakes for sending that in. Uh, we appreciate it for sure. Isn't Le'Veon Bell the one that got robbed? Yeah. By, I think he did. Yeah, by the two Instagram models. I think that was it. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. It was. <sighs> it was. 
So the guy that got robbed, his baby mama is fucking around with Antonio Brown, the guy farting in doctors' faces. Yeah. See you later. Along with uh, a couple sexual misconduct allegations, too. So Very true. Oh, man. But just a little uh, juicy goss to end pass around the NFL. Yeah, the gossip <laughs> boys. Well, oh. without further ado, I think oh. it's time that we uh, jump into our brand new segment. Yeah. Led by Gordo. Shit. <laughs> yeah, the boys, boys are hot, man. New segment. Yeah. And it's the Bounce Back Boys. The Bounce Back Boys. Bounce Back Boys. Because <laughs> you know what? We were getting a little flack from smelling. Yeah, Commissioner week. Good Kel. About TJ Hawkinson and having a rough week. Is he still a boy of the pod? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? He headlines. <laughs> bounce back boys this week so this is kind of a gut feel slash prediction gut feel. Predi- is are you predicting in this segment as well slight prediction okay slight prediction okay straight gut though okay like and and is it bounce back for the week upcoming or mm-hmm. bounce back mm-hmm. uh like in in many weeks or the season it's just no. the next week next week okay it's the week of matchup mm. um so yeah I'm going TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Maddie Stafford. We talked about him earlier. Yep. Gunslinger. Um, last week, <laughs> definition of stinker. Yeah. Oh. Seven yards versus the Chargers. <laughs> this week, he gets Philly. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, who's going to open up the offense for Detroit next week? Galladay? Yeah. Baby Tron, Perrion Johnson, and TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. That's so right. if they want to chunk yards, dump it. Dump it. He's huge. He's huge. Yep. That's exactly true. And all three of those guys are draft picks of the Lions. They obviously like him for a reason. Feed yeah. him. Feed him. Feed him. Feed him. So he's a bounce back boy this week. A little secondary bounce back Ooh. boy. And it's Johnny's boy. <laughs> Always Johnny's boy. Every Tar- fucking year. Tariq Cohen. <laughs> Chicago Bears. Mm. Pass catcher. For the boys. Last week, 18 rush yards, 7, seven receiving yards. Only got 2.5 points. Um, this week, Washington. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Hasn't been doing very good. I think they got to resort to the check down. Resort to the little slant. Right. Utilize their running backs, their tight ends more. Six yards. Yeah. Seven yards. Eight yards. Yeah. Let their let their playmakers make plays. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tariq's got it this week. I think he's coming back. I think he's going to get like 60 yards in the air, 20 on the ground, and I think he's hitting the house. Oh, baby. And I forgot to mention, I think TJ... He's going 87 yards mm. and at least one touch. Yeah, splash that paint, TJ. I oh, love yeah. it. Oh, baby. Bounce back. Bounce back, boys. I love it. 
Okay, well... Taking over Connor's Corner. Taking over for Connor's Corner, or uh, maybe... Uh, Gardener's Garden. Yeah, Gardener's <laughs> Harvest. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, going from one amazing segment to my favorite... Oh, baby. United by Unis. This is my favorite segment of the pod, because I just get to sit back, relax, <laughs> yeah. hit Teddy, have a dart. yeah. Be passive aggressive when you feel like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I think it's going too long. Okay, I swear, uh, I don't want to talk about this fucking idiot anymore. But Antonio Brown, just oh. a little tidbit: the guy wore eighty four uh, for years in Pittsburgh, obviously, and then when he got to Oakland. Um, and many of you might have noticed last week he was wearing number seventeen for the New England Patriots. So I did a bit of digging there, and it turns out that his dad. Arena Football League legend, touchdown Eddie Brown, was also number 17. So it's kind of an homage. Uh, Touchdown Eddie Brown is a two-time Offensive Player of the Year in the AFL, MVP winner, and a member of the AFL Hall of Fame. What? Yeah. So I don't mind. It's a nice little touch. It's kind of weird seeing AB rocking 17, but fuck it. He got his weight, uh, and Belichick gave him what he wanted in one area. <laughs> he wasn't going to give it to him in two. No. You know. <laughs> um, with Jersey rumors and the Pats. So there was, a, there was a recent Twitter thread out there saying that the Pats were going to return to their um, 1990s royal blue jerseys. Which I like. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind them. Uh, versus the Cowboys on November 24th. Uh, it would have been the first time they worn them in 20 years. Turns out that rumor is completely false. Uh, they will not be wearing them. So get, uh, basically, in terms of Patriots, we they're the ones we're accustomed to these days, plus their Color Rush ones. I think they get to wear two times per year, which are very nice, I, I have to say. I, I would just like to, to see... I like their color scheme. I just... I, I'm not a fan of the helmet. If they if they switch that up, if they went back to like the white with the guy on it. The guy the guy's not a great logo. Maybe you start with something new. Uh, I forget what his name is. Like it's like Patrick the Patriot or something. It's like Civil War shit. Yeah, but it's just like a guy in a fucking blue coat ready to hike the ball. Like they chose to highlight the center position out of all players on the team. Yeah, but that <laughs> Pat the Patriot or whatever his name is probably this like bayonet guy. Back in the day, you got to give it to him, right? Yeah, I guess. On the front lines. Yeah. Oh, exactly. There we go. Think about it. <laughs> All right. And last week in United by Unis, we touched on visors. Um, and somebody's got to get in contact with our boy Odell Beckham Jr. He he's, got in trouble, right? He's got to start listening to the pod because on the first series that he, uh, he had for the Browns, he got pulled off once they got into the red zone after he made that amazing... One-handed catch. He gets pulled off and is irate. Um, and basically, the reasoning was the the ref said that he was not wearing a legal visor. As we mentioned last week, you need to have a medical clearance note from a doctor explaining why you need a tinted visor. And the only exception and the only other options are clear or the new um, prism. Prism clear by Oakley, which yeah. is Baker was wearing. Yeah, and they look tight. I, yeah, I really like them, but. He's claiming that other guys in the league get away with wearing these and they don't get called for it. And he was also upset saying, I wore it all throughout warm-up. 
I wore it f- for every play up until we got into the red zone. Why are you choosing the red zone now to pull me out of the game and have my equipment guy take it off? True. But, it, yeah, it is true. But at the same time, you're a professional athlete. You know the rules. Obviously, they're going to be keeping an eye on you after you wear that watch. You're hurting the team in the long run. Like, what did I say last week? What? I said Odell needs to get the chatter yeah. off of after the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. before and during. Yeah, I, I, right? yeah, I agree. Mind you, it, to his credit, that was the only issue that arose in that game. But to your point, there shouldn't be an issue. You know the rules. There shouldn't be an issue. You know, like in warm-up, he was wearing a purple sleeve, Joker-colored gloves, and Joker-themed uh, uh, cleats for warm-up. So he knows, like, okay, I can wear this for this part of the game, but I got to change for the other ones because he came out and he had uh, league-approved everything uh, mm-hmm. that we just mentioned except for the visor. So obviously he's conscious of it. Just yeah. be, be, be smarter with it. Yeah. Um, and then a couple uniforms I want to touch on. <laughs> Miami... They wore so last last year. I loved their aqua throwbacks. Oh yeah, they're block sick. numbers. They're sick, unreal. We talked about them last year to, at length. We talked about the end zones that they rolled. Well, this year they matched it with the white version. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they got crushed forty-two nothing in those white uh, beauties, uh, they looked unreal. And I don't, I I don't know anybody who would choose their current ones over their throwbacks. Absolutely It just not. makes no sense. The logo on the helmet is better. The logo in gen- the uniform in general is better. The whites, the aquas, everything is better about it. The numbers, I, I just love it. The striped socks, they've got to make those their permanent permanent jerseys. They're just too nice not to wear. And then Write the last- a letter, buddy. What? I said write a letter. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know the fucking owner's name or whatever. <laughs> Dear owner of the Hard Rock Arena. Or Dear East Ventura. <laughs> yeah, Ray Finkel. <laughs> and then the last one is the New York Jets, who we've talked about at length. The Kelly Green, they like to call it Gotham Green. Um, they debuted their black unis. And to say the, the responses were mixed is an understatement. I had guys texting me saying, Matt, Obviously, you're watching the Cleveland game. What are your, what are your thoughts? I had a couple buddies text me. Um, and then I go on Twitter and like Mike Fran- Francesca is l- just lambasting these uniforms. Um, so it's really polarizing. To me, I don't know if I have an opinion. I, I, I like them. I feel I'm kind of Switzerland. I wasn't. I didn't hate them and I didn't love them. I, like I hated the end zones more. The black paint in the end zone, that looks dumb. Yeah. But I don't look tight. I do like the helmets. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah I they, thought, they, you know they, what? The only qualm I have with the uh, new Jets jerseys yeah. is they look like Riders jerseys. Yeah. The green and the white version is very, very, very similar. That's I, the only qualm I have. Other than that, I thought they looked, I thought they looked good. Yeah. You know what? I, did, I The more I think about it, I didn't have a problem with them. So if I no. don't have a problem, I guess I kind of don't mind them. So well, in, I thought they yeah. looked good. I yeah, good. I would I would probably change the how big the lettering across the chest. It says New York pretty pretty loudly, just like Cleveland's awful jerseys currently. I would probably change that. But that I would, like uh, I like the small green spear, the diagonal striping on the shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah, it's very it. minimal. But yeah. yeah, it gives the it gives that like whole jet feel to mm-hmm. it, right? So 
And and yeah, those were my thoughts with uh, United by Unis this week. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, what do you want to hit next? Well, we're taking a uh, trip down to Ian's. Uh, no frills. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're going uh, with the no-namer. We're going to Wolco. <laughs> hey? Oh, yeah. All the 80s boys remember <laughs> Wolco. <laughs> Wolco was tight in Legendary Mall. They had uh, elevator escalators that were just like ramps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like a conveyor belt? Yeah, it was like a huge angled conveyor belt. Okay. Instead of an escalator to get up. Oh, so you're just fuck. clinging to the railing for dear life? Well, no. It wasn't. Senior, seniors can't go up the fucking, to the next flight? It was nice. <laughs> Moms with, care, like, oh, yeah. buggies could just go up. It was it Buggies, was yeah. Also known as strollers. Strollers, yeah. 1800s uh, English slang by Gord there. <laughs> Put your baby in your buggy. <laughs> Man, I heard kids watching Peppa Pig have been, like, more inclined to start, like, having a British accent. <laughs> so they're, like, talking about, like, mummy and stuff like that. Or, like, saying they're going to put away the rubbish. Shit like that, man. Yeah. Spell mum, mum, M-U-M. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mummy. Anyway. <laughs> no frills, no neighbor. Mm-hmm. We're hitting them. We're hitting them. And I would say... Do you think he was the most added wide receiver this week? Yeah, he would. He would definitely be up there. There was a mad rush for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, he's hitting it. Kansas City wide receiver to Marcus Robinson. Yeah, and Statlines. Statlines wild. It's bonkers. <laughs> six targets, six receptions, a hundred and seventy-two yards, two receiving TDs. And 33.20 points. Yeah. Standard scoring. Yeah. Pretty wild, especially considering the mad dash the week before people had for Meikle Hardman. You know? And they're like, oh, Tyreek's hurt. He's the most comparable one. And then fucking Robinson comes out of nowhere. That offense. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's weaponized. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. How are you going to, how are you going to, how are you going to beat that? It literally doesn't matter who, it's you, gonna who be, you put in uniform. It's going to be Casey versus Pats in the AFC Championship. Absolutely. Mm. You don't think so? Well, I think yeah, I think it's a very good bet. It's hard to say. I'm not going. I'm not ready to make my playoff predictions in Week Three, but uh, it's a very good bet. I just hate that the Pats are still in the conversation. But you look at their like there was a photo tossed out on the internet the other day, and it's Brady walking by the bench, and it's Brown. Like, Gordon, Edelman. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. Sonny Michelle, like, are you kidding me? You know? And Gronk is just going to wait till week eight and come back and be like, I'm ready to party. Can I wear number 69 now? And they're just going to be over the top. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, I won't, I'll try to not to keep this one long, but there were some great numbers this week. So, (laughs) you know what that means. Stats is out. (laughs) Dank stats. Uh, let's start with Juju. He passed Randy Moss this week as the youngest player ever to reach 2,500 receiving yards, um, which is which we, he came in as a very young guy, but still nonetheless impressive. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan threw five interceptions in his first two games so far this season. All of 2018, he threw seven. Ooh. So tough start in Atlanta. Oh well, yeah. Uh, How yeah. about that trade? Well, yeah. 
Well, you want you want to talk about this trade? I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know if I, it's better for me to just drop my worst running, my Rashad Penny, my worst running back in the Flyers league, and just grab a quarterback off the wire and stream until Cam figures out his injury, or basically for the past five days, uh, Gord has been in my ear, <laughs> in my <laughs> ear about acquiring Brita off my roster, Matt Brita, or carry on. No, that's not an option. He keeps pushing carry on, brings it up routinely. I would not like to part with him. But Matt Breida uh, for Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I did let it be known in the Flyers League. I was looking for uh, a quarterback to fill in for Cam while he's hurt. Uh, And I had had a couple offers um, that I'm kind of weighing right now. So one is Breida for Matt Ryan. One is Goff for Matt Breida. And then the last one is to drop Penny and pick up a quarterback off the wires. So... Uh, basically, it has to come to a head tomorrow so that I can have a quarterback in the lineup <laughs> this week. So, we'll see. Decisions, decisions. Let me know. <laughs> I'm the I'm the commish of the league, buddy. I can oh, push yeah. through things. I can cancel things. <laughs> yeah. Change keep rules. That, keep that in mind. Okay? Oh, weird. There was a 40-point stat correction last night. Uh, oh. I won. <laughs> oh, weird. Matt's trading a guy away that I want. <laughs> Cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I thought you said carry on, not Matt Breida. Mm. <laughs> um, Lamar. Hard not to talk about. He, he. I feel like Lamar might be this year's version of Pat Mahomes on the pod. I'd We're going to talk about him all the time. Give it to him. Uh, this past week, he had 272 pass yards and 120 rushing yards. He's the first player in NFL history with 250 plus pass yards and 120 or more rush yards in a single game. Ever. Mm. Even Mike Vick? Yeah. Yeah. In a single game, which is wow. crazy. Um, the new Mike, Bit, Mike Vick. Um, one of the benefactors of Lamar is obviously Hollywood Marquise Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, in most receiving yards through a receiver's first two career games, and this is, this is a little love to you, Gord. Uh, one is Anquan Bolden with 279 in his first two. Second on the list is Hollywood Brown at 233. And then at fifth... On the list in the in NFL history is Terry McLaurin. Oh, with 187. My boys. Yeah. And Terry T. Gord might be looking like a prophet here. Only two receivers so far this year in the first two games have seen over half their team's air yards uh, this season. First one, Keenan Allen. 54% of uh, the Chargers' air yards go to him. And Terry McLaurin at bang on 50% is seeing that with in Washington. So he has obviously earned Case's trust. And snagging him early, if he's still available in your league, if you're looking for a stash, him. stash him. If he if he's there, and you might who knows, you might be playing him sooner than you think. Um, those Finns, I don't want to pick on them. I know it's a tough time. Johnny, I feel your pain. Obviously, Cleveland went through it. Completely uh, ripping down. It's the Sashi Brown uh, model. Um, so I don't want to harp on them too much, but I, I, I can't get through this segment without acknowledging them a little bit. Those Finns. Um, in two games, they have 63 total rush yards. Dalvin Cook has 75 on one run last week. My boy. <laughs> They have, these are the, in the first two games of the season, in NFL history, these are the worst point differentials. In 1923, a team named the Rochester Jeffersons had a point differential of negative 116. 
1961, the Oakland Raiders, negative 99. 2019, Miami Dolphins, negative 92, which tied them with the 1973 New Orleans Saints. So, things aren't looking good. They're already turning to Josh Rosen. But give them a shot. Exactly. If you're going to rebuild, they're doing it the the right way, I suppose. Sucks just for the players. Yeah. But sucks for Joshy Rosen, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked. We talked about it, man. <laughs> um, according to the Elias uh, Sports Bureau, the Broncos became the first team ever to convert a two-point conversion attempt in the fourth quarter and still lose since the NFL do- adopted the two-point conversion in 1994. Last so, week. Last week they went ahead, and then Chicago literally came down thanks to a penalty, and. Kick you don't keep, goal. yeah you don't hear that a lot in, in, in Chicago. Uh, Eddie Pinero, mucho dinero, mucho dinero hits it for the winner. So pretty good wild. Good for him. Good for Bears fans. Uh, I think they might have enjoyed that more than a fucking touchdown. <laughs> yeah, double doinks. Um, most receiving yards uh, average at a single stadium belongs to Odell Beckham Jr. at MetLife. He's averaged ninety six point seven. Which is uh, substantial, uh, substantially ahead of the guy in second, which is Julio Jones at 91.4 at the Georgia Dome. Um, interesting uh, quote by him at the end, too. When he was being interviewed after the Browns game, he said, I lost enough games here. I didn't want to lose another one. <laughs> Get out of here. I had to do it, Gord. Sorry. I have the signed <laughs> Odell catch picture in my house, like in my living room. You can still love him. He's on your second favorite team. Or maybe your first. Second favorite. Jury's out. Who knows? <laughs> you say you say things that you don't mean. No, uh, good for him. <laughs> Patty, did you, what? Did you hear about that scout? One of the top NFL scouts said that Odell is not only the best athlete in the NFL, best athlete in the sports world, world. like professional sports. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's interesting when you get into that comparison of because they're so all so different. You like can't. you can't do it, but no. um, he's a freak. Oh yeah, yeah you got to give him his two oh, his yeah. dues. Uh, Pat Mahomes uh, passed Dan Marino, Kurt Warner for the most games with three hundred plus pass yards and four and four uh, pass TDs in their first forty games. So now he has that record alone in like nineteen or some. Six. In 19 games, yeah, yeah, that's right, which is which is crazy. It only <laughs> took him 19 to beat those two guys. He's wild. Yeah, and speaking of age, uh, well, wild players, ageless wonders, Adrian Peterson recorded his 107th career rushing touchdown, breaking the tie that he had with Jim Brown for fifth all-time on the list. Uh, he's now just three rushing touchdowns away from tying Walter Payton for fourth most in NFL history. And then for our uh, special shout-out to our downtown, downtown degenerate and every other uh, gambler listening to the pod tonight, um, in week three, the Patriots open up against the Jets as 22.5-point favorites, and the Cowboys open up as 21.5-point favorites against the Dolphins. This is actually the first time in 32 years that there have been, there's been a week with multiple 20-point spreads. Wow. So... There you go. Stats. Stats on stats on stats. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well. Are you putting that hard hat on? Or putting on the welding mask? Taking out the handheld? and Yeah. 
kids putting his tool belt on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're hitting we hitting Gord's Grinder. Yeah. We hitting oh, yeah. Gord's Grinder. Speaking of favorite favorite uh, segments from oh. day one, this has been one of the best. The grinder has been good. Yeah, I really enjoy. I love it. And it's you know what. Everybody needs a little grinder like this in their life, mm-hmm. right? Yep. This week, we got two. We got two. One's a hot topic. The other one is a good Christian receiver <laughs> that I just love. Oh, before you go, might I ask uh, his uh, origin of ethnicity? Caucasian. <laughs> Cooper Cup, <laughs> Cooper oh, Cup. Oh yeah, little Cooper Cup. I love Cup. that guy, man. Runs out of the slot in L.A. Mm-hmm. Safety blanket for fucking Jared. Jared, just Jared. Yeah, just Gerard, whatever. <laughs> Gerard Goof. And uh, last week goes 120 yards, no tutty, versus Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14.6 points for the boys. Man, yeah. Standard scoring. Give it to him. Yeah, and you got to feel good for the guy. Coming off a big injury. Exactly. Yeah. Tore his ACL last year. Yeah. And, and now he's back? Yeah. I heard all his, like, uh, you know, practice times and whatever, like, little tests were all better now after he's Oh, healed. post-surgery. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, and he's hot. Yeah. Obviously, people knew going into fantasy that it was a three-headed monster receiver in, in L.A., but I feel like Cup, out of all three, uh, Cooks and um, Robert Woods, Cup got the least love out of, out of the three. And there's, I agree. I think he might be the best. Uh, yeah. I would, I would say. Yeah. yeah I mean. Not uh, the heart. Yeah. He's got Gord's grinder heart. Yeah. Kind of a week to week thing in LA, but yeah, it might turn out. It, like honestly, it might yeah. it might turn He's out. He's not to a be bad the, guy to toss in the flex or oh, whatever yeah. you got, yeah, right? Exactly. Next guy, trade target maybe. Trade target. Matt, <laughs> the bread man. Oh yeah, Breda. yeah. And the loaf. Ah, had a good week last week. 121 yards on the ground, 11 yards through the air, 13.2 points. Anytime you get over a hundy. On the ground or through the air, and you don't hit Pager, you're on the grinder. Oh, for sure. For sure. Give yeah. it to him. Yeah, he, he had a massive week last week, and that's with uh, Raheem Mostert getting mm-hmm. a touchdown and Jeff, Jeff Wilson, Wilson Jr. Yeah. Vulturing. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, who, who, just side note, Jeff Wilson Jr. just got picked up by Johnny, and both leagues were in with him. <laughs> Does he know something we don't? I don't. <laughs> Breadman's the one moving the chains, so yeah, right? exactly. Give it to him. And Mostert has the has the big play capability to break mm-hmm. one off. I feel, but that's the grinder for the week. Two <laughs> double. Yeah, uh, I think what sets Breda apart from the other two guys is his vision. Mm-hmm. He can he can really read the play. He's a juke man. Yeah, yeah. That's that. It's it, it's saying something when the franchise brings in Tevin Coleman from Atlanta, and at the end of training camp, they still say it's one A one B. Yeah. We don't have a starter. Oh, yeah. We have two guys. Yeah. Uh, so props to him. Uh, you want to skip this next segment? I really, I, I don't think we need to talk about it. What? Well, uh, the fearless forecast and the tank cast. <laughs> Are we pressed for time here? <laughs> oh, man. I'd be fine not talking about this. It's already been brought to my attention by a few people on text. Yeah, we, uh. Fuck. 
You know, okay, I, uh, you're, you're, you've been forewarned last year. Everybody that I predict to tank, start them. You know they're going to go off. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm terrible at picking. So last week I said uh, Babytron, Kenny Galladay, would be in tough against the LA Chargers. Uh, I said he'd have three catches, 47 yards. Um, and what he proceeded to do was uh, pull the waistband down, bend me over, uh, didn't reach for the Vaseline, and destroyed me. Oh, yeah. He Big went time. off for eight grabs, 117 yards, and uh, a touchdown. Stay hot, Natty. Uh, at running back, I did a little bit better. Philip Lindsay against the Chicago Bears D. I thought he would be held to 55 yards on the ground, no touchdowns. Didn't he, have a great week. No. He actually uh, was underneath my prediction. He had 36 on the ground on 13 attempts. He was also held out of the end zone, too. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that he had 30 yards receiving, but fuck it. I am taking that as a win uh, because with this stupid segment, I'll take anything I can get. So yeah, I have to. Uh, maybe we should keep a, a tally going this year oh. of how our predictions are. I'm, I'm gonna take a one in one. Yeah, I'm I'm over two. Okay, I'm over two this hey, week. Uh, you will never hear a chirp from me in this segment. Last week <laughs> I had Derek Carr going off against Kansas City. Didn't mm-hmm. happen. Uh, he rolls out 198 pass yards, one pass TD, two interceptions, three sacks, two rush attempts, 18 rush yards. Six point seven two. Yeah, <laughs> six point seven nine. That bad. is bad. And you know, like it didn't help that they got down early uh, against that team. They just sat back and they played. They knew they weren't running it. So no. Josh Jacobs suffered. Fuck. Um, my tight end Tyler Higby. <laughs> <laughs> he okay. He got hurt. He got hurt. Oh, well, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. I should so, be loving I didn't know that. So he goes I just two, two receptions. Tyler Higby. Two receptions, 21 yards. Um, minor injury, but uh, not a fantasy option. <laughs> <laughs> but fearless, back. Oh, you I'm got back, it. You got I don't believe you. I'm that wasn't back, enough authority. Man. You got to hit. I'm back. Yes. You are. I'm back, baby. Believe it, and you can achieve it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta put things out in the universe. Yeah, exactly. Speak them into existence. You this can do one. it. <sighs> Going on a limb, boys. Geronimo, Allison, first Denver. Mm. I Denver's, like it. Denver's putting up a bit of a D, but you know what? Devontae Adams has he even got a touchdown yet? Mm-hmm. Uh. No, good question. I don't think so. He's had a he's had a slow start. I do have him in my auction league. Yeah, Geronimo Allison. He's going off this week. Ninety six yards, one tutty. Aaron will be getting loose this mm. week. I feel like this is the week he's going to come back. He's be like, oh yeah, I'm a Hall of Fame <laughs> NFL quarterback. Maybe I should throw a fucking few yards. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. It, it, it is time to unleash that that Green Bay. Yeah. That Green Bay O. So, and yes, no uh, no touchdowns so far this no. year for Devontae. So Geronimo's going off 96 yards, one tutty. Running back, your boy. Oh, give it Ageless, to me. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, man, <laughs> written off as dead. Dead. And Ageless Wonder. Yeah, you know, everybody's kind of scoffed when, they, when Houston went out and picked him up. 
he looks like a he looks like a different player. He looks. I have good. to say, you know, Duke good. Johnson was everybody's favorite pick. Oh man, Carlos Carlos looks good. I, you know that old Cleveland running back reunited in mm-hmm. in uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Texas looks decent. So he's going playing the Chargers. I think he's going 108 on the ground. And you know what? He's getting one. He's getting one. Oh yeah, he's finding that pay dirt. 108 on the ground, one tutty. Find, finding days of uh, San Francisco pass, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, I re- just realized that I didn't give my tanks for this week. Oh, <laughs> God, give the tanks. Okay, at quarterback, I got Chris Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. He's taking on the Oakland Raiders. Um, you don't really think of the Raiders D as being intimidating, but um, this offense is run heavy. And hasn't put up significant, and he hasn't put up significant uh, fantasy points this season. I think he's going to throw for less than two hundred yards, maybe a touchdown. I'll give him, I'll give him a touchdown, and I'll give him a pick. Um, I just think like you, you, you pay that guy all that money, and it's clear Dalvin runs that offense. Absolutely, absolutely, he creates the space, and then when Kirk does throw, it's more unexpected. And now. I do like Kirk. Yeah, but. Uh, it's tough when you have that duo at wide receiver too, mm-hmm. like feeling dicks. Yeah, I mean, maybe the running game obviously opens up the passing game for sure. But when you're averaging ten to fifteen pass attempts per game, they they need to mix in more 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 throws here. Absolutely. Keep the keep the defense guessing. So I think Oakland might have a day against them. Um, and at tight end, this this actually. Hurts me. I I miss having him on my team this year. Arguably won me the ship last year. My boy, my main man in San Fran, George Kittle. Mm. I think he's gonna have a dud week. Uh, I know their offense has been dynamic this year, um, but they just seem to love their running backs so much. And Kittle's kind of been lost in everything. You factor in the resurgence of Marquise Goodwin in more of a prominent role. I think Debo Samuel along with Debo Samuel. We're still waiting to find out if Anthony Pettis knows if the if the season started or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you get that guy going, holy shit, uh, that's a lot of mouths to feed in San Francisco. And I agree. Obviously, it was going to be hard for him to replicate what he did last year and how prominent he was last year. But uh, so far, it's just it's kind of it's I don't know, it's iffy. So they are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh now has Minka back there. They've got something to prove. They've got a chip on their shoulder. People have been questioning this pickup. Um, I think he's going to be held to no touchdowns and under 60 yards receiving. Mm. So what that actually means is he's probably going to catch two in the t- in the end zone, <laughs> go for 125, and probably on some gadget play have a rushing touchdown. So if you got him, start him. Um, start him. Yeah, and same with Kirk. Nobody's got Kirk, man. He's on the wire. <laughs> um, actually, not true. I think somebody just grabbed him in uh, one of our leagues. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I'll look that up. You want to move into uh, Buds and Duds? Well, we got the No Pearls, No Namer, too. Yeah, we did him. Demarcus did Robinson. Oh, we did do him. Yeah. A few at ball tonight, oh, eh? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, let's get into Buds and Duds. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Woo. No Frills is one of the first guys. Yeah, that's right. Demarcus, which is, yeah, he he was, I, I'd say, yeah, bring, coming back to him, he was a huge waiver target, along with um, Nelson Aguilar. 
Mm-hmm. He, he got picked up in a lot of leagues this this week, and that's in part due to all the injuries Philly's facing. Big time injuries. Deshaun and uh, and you know what, Nelly, he's not bad, but he's a drop guy. Yeah, drops yeah, lots of yeah. You got it. You you know what you're signing up for when yeah. you when you toss him in uh, on the roster and in in the starting lineup. All right, hitting duds. Um, the meat beaters in the Flyers league just picked up Kirk Cousins. Oh, dropped your boy Jamison Crowder. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be good, but I'm <laughs> all okay. right. Yeah. Are we rolling with duds? Duds first or buds? Yeah, let's roll duds. We did okay. duds first last week. Yeah, we'll do duds. Yeah. All right. I got duds this week. Tough pickings, not really. Lots of guys suck. <laughs> QB, Mitch Trubisky versus Sandra. Only 120 yards through the air, eight rush yards, 5.6 points. Oh. You disgust me. Oh. And you know what? I like Mitch. Yeah. Um, had, had him last year, had a few big games for me. I think he'll turn it around, but this week, he's the of the week. The way she goes, he's got to pick it up. Yeah. He's got to pick it up. Chicago's Chicago's got a nice-looking team. They need to capitalize. They got, they got to, they got to capitalize. And they, they will. Need Mitch they will. there with them. They will. Yeah. <laughs> they got Pinero. Yeah. Dinero Pinero. <laughs> uh, running back dead of the week. Oh, my boy. Run CMC. Oh. They, you know what, though? They weren't feeding him. That wasn't the game script. I think Tampa came prepared for them to just feed McCaffrey. Yeah, he only ends up 16 rush attempts, 37 yards, six targets, two receptions, and 16 yards, 5.3 points. Yeah, oh, this is tough. I think that's also a byproduct of um, the week before. He was the sole focus of that offense. Yeah. Oh yeah. So maybe in some weird convoluted way, they were trying to keep the the Tampa Bay Bucks on their toes by not using them as much, but didn't work. Didn't work. They just they looked awful. Yeah, they looked bad. Panthers for from a guy who has Cam Newton in, in a league. AU, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh, yeah, tricky. but is Jared Goff that much better? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, wide receiver dud of the week: Julian Edelman, little bulldog. Mm. Um, they were versus Miami. One rush attempt, one yard, four targets, four receptions, fifty-one yards, five point two points. And yeah, yeah. Sorry. Against a team like that. Give him the ball. Let him run. For sure. You know? But you, as a Edelman owner and uh, as a Josh Gordon owner, you, you can't like the fact that AB's there now because it's oh, yeah. yet another mouth to feed. Yeah, true. They, they are just so equipped. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to – like I have Josh Gordon in, in, a, in a league. I'm going to have a hard time even putting him in the lineup because yeah. it, it's just – it's boomer bust. And it's just like they're running backs now. Oh, you can't. It's boomer bust, right? You never. But fucking if you have know. AB, you have to start. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's he's in a different class, but it's those other guys where you're like, oh man, I got a steal with Edelman in the sixth or the seventh round. Mm, uh, not looking so good anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, tight end dud this week, Jared Cook, guy I got. Um, first the Rams. Nothing going for that guy. Seven targets, two receptions, 25 yards, 2.5 points. Uh, that's does the week. And you know what? Two of these guys I have <laughs> in <laughs> leagues. So, yeah. Not biased. Yeah. Showing the boys that 
Yeah. Different type of love. Exactly. Yeah. Well, buds, uh, it was it was hard not to focus on just the Ravens and the and the Chiefs at uh, quarterback. I had to I had to go Pat Mahomes. I, I we're obviously going to try to avoid that this year because mm-hmm. he's always in the running. It seems it's true. Um, but it couldn't ignore. He goes thirty for forty four attempts, four hundred forty three yards, four touchdowns. Like the guy, the guy's just he's a cheat code. It's fucked. It's crazy. Honorable mention to Lamar Jackson. He scored thirty four points. He had twenty. He made twenty four of his thirty seven passes. 272, as we mentioned earlier, two touchdowns and 120 yards rushing. Um, wide receiver, El Grindo by El Hicho. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, can't ignore it. Highest scoring wide receiver yeah. of the week. Six yeah. six catches on six targets. Reliable. 172 yards, two touchdowns. Everybody's rushing, thinking Mecole Hardman's going to get it. No. Lead the Robinson. Exactly. It, it, 33 points. Out of B, out of B, you know that's that's a way to make your presence known. At running back, Minnesota reliant on that running game. Dalvin Cook Ooh. has been money this he year. Has. Yeah. Tay and Bonnie Dune served you well by yeah. staying him. Yeah, he did. Man, twenty attempts last week, one hundred fifty-four yards and a touchdown. He looks like his old self. He looks like the senior that he that does came out of FSU uh, before the injury. He he looks. Good man, mm-hmm. twenty nine points last week. Didn't help me win though. No, no, no. tough. Actually, I'll speak to it now. In the N forty L, after two weeks, we only have two teams that are two and zero. Yeah, I'm one of them. Uh, and the <laughs> tight end, <laughs> Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, give it to him. Yeah, a guy that went later in the rounds, kind of a kind of a sleeper pick along the lines of Darren Waller, T.J. Hawkinson, kind of thing. Um, nine targets. He had eight catches, 112 yards, and a house call. I th- I believe he's questionable for this week. Uh, he came out of that week, 22 points. Really, that that Baltimore Raven it it sucks because I'm not a Ravens fan. I, I really despise them. That uh, Ravens offense was retooled and retooled in the right mm-hmm. way. They are built for speed. Yeah, um, they're I, good. I, uh, looking into the crystal ball. We haven't talked about him much yet, but Miles Boykin is another receiver that they drafted this year, and he's of the same he cut from the same cloth as uh, Hollywood Brown. Small, mm-hmm. fast, speedy wide receivers, yeah, basically like younger versions of John Brown, who they mm-hmm. had last year. Uh, plus, you factor in Mark Andrews, who at Oklahoma had great chemistry with Baker. It's it sucks, but they're a potent offense, and those were the buds of Week Two in the NFL. What are we getting next? Well, we're going to just quickly recap the scores of uh, our fantasy leagues. One. Yeah. Hitting uh, N40L scores first. Yeah, let's do it. Regardless of what we say, this is always the league we uh, care the most about. This is what brought the pod into existence. It is what brought the pod into existence. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll rifle through them. Rundle Hardhat. Oh, fuck. Wrong week, boys. Technology. Rundle Hardhats lost. Beverly Blazers, 133-91. Didn't show up. Cat Dude beat Eastlake Scoundrels, 94-59. to Scott also did not show up. Linwood. After having the biggest week in week one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Tough showing. Linwood 
of Butt Pirates <clears throat> beat the Sweatpant Boners 90 to 70. Mm. Strathcona Corona, still one of the best names in the league. Yeah, I really dig it. 103 over Careless Whisper, 9150. Uh, and then we got Dog Dude. Well, yeah, formerly, uh, formerly Aginla was just okay. Yeah, formerly Aginla <laughs> was just okay. Uh, beat Feldy and the Cowtown Killers, 105.91. Valley View Vices uh, topped the Downtown Degenerates, 121 to 104. Yeah, that's right. And uh, with all that said and done, a lot of parity amongst the league. Um, I think there's only, is there two teams at 0-2? Two? two teams, Linwood Buck Pirates and yourself, 2-0. Or 2-0, but what about 0-2? Uh, 0-2, Boners. Careless for sure. And Careless. Yeah, and then everybody else is 1-1, one one, which is which is nice. Keep it close. Keep, keep it tight early on. In the Flyers Fantasy Football League, uh, it was a... It was a good week for some getting in their getting their first win under their belt. I'm sure their teams handed them the game ball that they've got on their mantle at home. Um, we will start with the Kenny Banyas, um, who continued a strong week one and brought it into week two by beating the Summerside Swans 98 to 70, and that was with leaving Dak Prescott on the bench. The downtown downtown and Z boys Robbie so quick to blow things up mm-hmm. brought it. And beat uh, Gucci Slides, and then Boys Have Cooties, and now mixing it up, uh, Bacon, beat him 131-79. to Kessel. Brad Kessel Cowger. Killing uh, it. Killing it at 2-0. Uh, in a close game, beat the Meat Beaters, 94-90. Moves to 2-0. The Trouser Snakes uh, laid a whooping. Neil and Stewie. 149 against the Dribble Bros to 86. Our uh, near and dear buddy Gord mm. brought it. Uh, didn't have to produce a lot of points. No. Uh, against the lowest scoring team of week two, the Nine Rivers and Counting. The North Saskatchewan River Snakes beat them 91 to 69. And in my matchup against Johnny, he absolutely demolished me. 146 to 98 on the strength of Lamar Jackson. And Dalvin Cook. Just... He's got cr- a good team. Just crushed me. Yeah. 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 And that was uh, the week in our two big fantasy leagues. Yeah. Um, before we jump into the second letter, uh, I just... I felt bad last week. We talked about... And obviously, I don't want to take any thunder away from Gord. It's a massive life move, getting engaged and taking that step into marriage. But <laughs> we, also, we also forgot... Uh, an N40L member. Uh, I was part of the wedding in August. We went to Vegas in July as part of the stag. Absolute beauty. Uh, show life Shane. Mm-hmm. Show life. Uh, got a show wife. Yeah. And uh, tied the knot in August. Awesome night. So much fun. Um, just Good for Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's an absolute beauty. I love Steph. Um, so congrats to those two. So happy for them. Um, but... I don't like the slander towards the music last. Uh, oh yeah. Happy well, I don't think it was so much slander. <laughs> uh, no, I recently just kidding. <laughs> recently met golfing with Shane and Chris, and uh, we were talking about how Chris was the only guy in the li- in the league that mentioned anything about the intro music. Um, Thomas Rhett, a mm. uh, little country Furda. Furda. And uh, there, there was significance behind it. You know, yeah, songs- little, yeah. 
songs have meaning to Hit show. Hit show app. Yeah, exactly. So it was his app to choose, and obviously I had no problem with it. But he did mention on the course that uh, he said, you know, after a successful first season, you guys come back, first episode of the second season, I was expecting an absolute banger, like <laughs> Hot Girl Summer or, or something along those lines, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows what he's going to have to say about uh, the cars this week. But you know what we play the we play the music to the situation. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah, and for those that don't know, obviously, uh, lead singer of the Cars, Rico Kasich, uh, Rico Kasich, sorry, uh, passed, passed away this away. week. So just a little homage to him. Mm-hmm. And I said, to, I said to Gord uh, before we started recording tonight, I said I, I finished the most recent episode of Spit and Chicklets, the hockey podcast I like to listen to. And they had the exact same intro song that we had planned for. So we're not biting their style. It's just, it's a good fucking car song. Coincidence. And, yeah. And it's a good intro song. So we, we have them at the end of the episode as well. Um, so congrats again to Shane. Uh, happy for you, man. And a ton of fun uh, out at the Edmonton Golf and Country Club. It was good. All right. Are we jumping into Johnny's letter? Yeah. Let's oh. let's preface this because I struggled last week uh, yeah. trying to read it off a picture. And with ball tonight and just our schedules, we didn't have time to type it out. So Gore's going to attempt to read it off the actual <coughs> off a picture of the actual loose leaf that was sent to Johnny, the Valley Revices. Mm-hmm. Labeled Johnny Schmiller, 9007139 Street, Edmonton, Alberta, T5R. Zero G nine. Wow, that's uh, ballsy to put the guy's address out two, there for anybody. Two that doors away from Daryl Cates. <laughs> anybody that wants to find it, but don't. Yeah, I guess that's a bonus. He's got security. So. Oh yeah, he's got security. <laughs> no, no miscreants will Andrew make their starts. <laughs> Dear Johnny, what's up, my neighbor? I hope this letter finds you well. <laughs> you have the distinct privilege. Oh. Mm. Of being the second letter I wrote tonight. Oh, fuck, really? Yeah. I didn't even know the order when I, like, last week we asked uh, uh, Scott, and he was the first. Yeah. Man, happenstance. What's it called? Um, it was that shitty movie with that oh, that gorgeous Kate Beckinsale. Happen? No, it's not a happenstance. Legend of Serendipity. Oh. Boom. Definitely hey. not Legend of Baker Vance. <laughs> Anyway. The golf movie? <laughs> With Matt Damon? <laughs> Is Kate Beckinsale even in that flick? No, man. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale's hot, though. Oh, man, so hot. Can't believe she dated fucking uh, that praying mantis lookalike Pete Davidson from SNL for oh. a while. But good for him. Good for him, yeah. yeah good Pulling for him. older women? Yeah. Who, who hasn't had uh, older older woman fantasy? And if you say no, not me, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. Um, because everybody has. Definitely lying Man. to themselves. When, when I was in like um, late junior high, early high school, I went and saw the movie Unfaithful with Diane Lane in uh, the movie theater. And whew, from that get-go, that that was that. Oh, she is. Stuck with you. Oh, she stuck with me. Man, she, she's so hot in that, in that movie. Diane Lane is hot. Diane Lane's hot. And if you want a younger Diane Lane, you go to the the Outsiders movie, Cherry Valance. Anyways, shut up, Matt. <laughs> okay. Carry on. I got to try and read this fucking thing. <laughs> okay. I'm, uh, Andy says, 
I'm already finding I may need to reevaluate my plan as I've been at it about an hour and I am one letter done and about three quarters of a Colt 45 in brackets in a diagram. This much of the first 40 left in brackets, feeling great, exclamation mark. Mm. With all that said, oh my god. Holy shit. It's this ho- is like the slow class in elementary. Let's the, get the <laughs> let's get into the nitty-gritty of it, or as the Donovan famously said, the hurdy gurdy of it. Mm, Donovan, yeah. Nobody listens to fucking Donovan. Man, Addy. Catch the Wind is such an underrated song. If you're and looking Season for, of the Wish is good too. But. Yeah, mellow, mellow, introspective tunes. Okay, where do I begin? And I have me- to, mellow yellow also. I have to say <laughs> right off the bat that the Valley View Vices is one of my favorite names in the league. My team, the quote, some Shut attempt up. at copying player names. Player name double Andy. You gotta let, you let gotta, me let me know when you want me to take. Uh, you want to tag me, in. man? You could try and tag in. I can't even. I can't We're like even, the Road Warriors, Animal and Hawk, buddy. Give us the spike shoulder pads. What a tag team that was. <laughs> it's not even legible. Well, you want me to give her a shot? Give her a shot. Guys have turned off by now, but for those that have stuck with us, um, and this much less the hurdy gurdy. Where do I begin? I have to say, right off the boat, right off the bat, the value is uh, one of my favorite names. Okay, you read that. Um, some attempt at copying, player name, obstacle. Um, holy fuck, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Did a doctor write this? What was Jesus. I lying to you? Oh, what? It's, oh, this is brutal. Uh, like the something in the league. Until only recently, I, I hasn't found the stride pseudonymically, as well as on the fantasy football field, clearly. As per the rules, I must uh, point out that this is the specific uh, area where your team is clearly superior to mine. Mine. Friend alert, all in caps. I had to look you up on Facebook to ensure I spelled Schmiller correctly. I believe these uh, things are important. A man deserves to have his name spelled correctly, even while he is reading a handwritten letter that may or may not be full of spelling, grammar, and syntax errors. Not to mention... Definitely. Awful, awful printing. Oh, man. It's really hard to read. What do you think Eleven's going to look like? This guy was drinking while he was doing it. Oh. (laughs) And I may be... uh, I'll never know, because I'll never read this letter again. No, you get to hear it again, Andrew. (laughs) Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I appreciate you and your friendship and wanted to come clean about my Googling. Um, or scaring your team uh, is your rookie sensation, Jared Goff at quarterback. Well, he was in his second year, and that's great. It's really too bad in this instance we aren't... Uh, Something something as the uh rookie spelt with a Y. Did we shut it down? 
I can finish this. Uh, I don't know if I want <laughs> to finish uh, it. I feel like I'm running a marathon right now. I can't even. I. He'll I be. He'll be a great long uh, true weight. Better than any Cam Newton. Another um, point where you have uh, done better than where I where I did. Matt must have. Um, Oh, yeah, this is tough. What are you saying? You can't the read it. The current Browns players. Jarvis uh, must love his two current Browns players. Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb are prominent positions. I I hope they they served you well while on your roster. Stefan Diggs and, um, had okay weeks for me, but probably uh, way less good than Landry. My RB1, uh, some gentleman called the... Riddick? The Riddick? Theo. Theo Riddick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to level with you. I don't even really know who he is right now. And looking at uh, our draft, round 12, I think it's very clear he's he's no Nick Chubb. Not even a half Chubb. Uh, treating a lot of boner jokes. I'm trying to fill space here. Anyways... <laughs> um, Oh, my wrist already hurts, and I have uh, more to write. What I'm trying to say is that the Valley View Vices are an exquisite and tasty 2000. Had an exquisite and tasty 2018. Not really accurate. They struggled throughout the season, and and I wish you all the best of success in 2019. Lots of love, uh, Andrew GM Strathcona Coronas. Oh, I would have to stop to that. Yeah. Uh, that might be the final letter. That's the final letter for sure. <laughs> or we type it out. That, that, oh man! Oh, that was that struggle. Eight. Hey, we're still learning. Year two. <laughs> that was a. That was bad. That that was tough. That was a lot of uh space filling. I feel too. like I'm a pretty good public speaker. I uh, history it. history proves otherwise. <laughs> Are you kidding? You came one on this. Bad, you came on this very pot and talked about the MC. Where one one bad tick against where the you guys blew it at, on the on yeah one bad tick. It was the guy's most special day in his whole life, <laughs> getting married. <laughs> and you called the bridesmaid pregnant. <laughs> no, it wasn't bridesmaid. Oh, just, or or yeah, she was a bridesmaid. <laughs> but anyway, there's mm. no way we can read that again. No, that was that was tough. No. Chicken scratch. You know what? There's not a lot of things I feel bad for on the pod, making people <laughs> listen to, that, that I, yeah. I feel bad for. Yeah. Well, I tried. Yeah, you did. I couldn't. Yeah, you put in the effort. And it was, yeah, I I didn't do too well either. <laughs> Anyways, moving along. Yeah, let's scratch it. Uh, letter three might not happen. Okay. <laughs> well, letter three is not happening. I'll tell we you. We need right to end now. it on a more positive note than that. Oh so, yeah, we do. Uh, story time last week going to be hard to beat. Uh, obviously, uh, Huncho became Hitcho. He got married. Such a momentous occasion in a man's life, and it is. It and is. In a re- Appreciate in a the boys' uh, support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Megs tonight for the first time. Mm-hmm. Can't wish big congratulations. That's going to be awesome. And just a small, small stag probably planned. Tiny. Just a tiny one. Just a quick uh, jaunt to Cabo. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Barely out of town. Walking around money. Walking yes, around money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Gord had story time last week. So, I'm up. Um, and recently, our buddy Stu, 
number 73 of the Flyers, uh, was in Saskatchewan um, as part of a, f- a family event. Uh, and he was, he was saying, he was sending us texts and pictures of just how every beer fridge was stocked with pills in it. Like, it was just overrun with pill, given that it's Saskatchewan. So it got me thinking to a time in my life when I was in university, and I did this job for four years, and it sounds better than it is, but I, along with uh, Nigel Harrison, currently living in St. Louis, uh, worked all four years at a beer warehouse. Now, it was tough, given the, the time of our lives, we were going out almost every night, so we were coming in hungover majority of the time. So walking into a place that smelled of stale alcohol mm. and liquor was, was tricky. And we started at 7 a.m. every day. Our job entailed taking a 24-pack of beer and putting, in, putting it in promotional cooler backpacks. Coors Light, mostly Canadian, you name it, we did it. So all day long, for eight hours a day, we would slide 24-packs down the table to the guy that was on bags, He'd bag it, zip it up, toss, slide it back down the, t- uh, the table uh, the other way to the guy who would then load it on a pallet. Um, and luckily, through our four years of experience, we earned the trust of our foreman, Randy, who we had every year, who was just a beauty, loved the Blue Jays, wouldn't drink anything but MGD, and uh, constantly got sayings mixed up. For instance, one time he told us, that's the logo I live my life by. I'm pretty sure he meant motto. Uh, another time he was talking about uh, different cultures and he was like, oh yeah, those Vietnamese, they're the, they're so smart or something like that. We're like, we don't have a heart to tell this guy because he was so nice. Um, so we worked for him for four years. We gained his trust. So Nigel and I moved up soon to uh, the coveted job of printing labels. So the SKU numbers and the, the barcodes so that they could be paid for and wrapping pallets by hand, which was mm. awful. So when Stu went to Saskatchewan, it got me thinking about our third year there and what our job was. We no longer had to touch backpacks. We had a much more important job. We were supplying six packs of bottled Pilsner to Saskatchewan, just Saskatchewan. So me, Good Kel, our commissioner, and Nigel worked at this warehouse that year. um, And our job was to open 12 packs of Pilsner bottles and move them into six packs of Pilsner bottles. And the only reason was because the six pack fit in the combines of the farmers when they were harvesting their their yields. It happened. Yeah. It was legit the only reason. So we would hot glue gun these things together and they would it was so that they could slide between their seat and the door. Holy it was the most fucked job in the world. But the best part was you can't sell damaged cases. So lo and behold, Nigel got a hold of a lunch kit that was the exact size of a 24-pack of Coors Light beer. And so we would eat our lunch, and oops, a case would fall off the table. We had a secret hiding spot, and on our way out the door, we'd slide into Nigel's backpack. And for that summer, we did not buy a single case of beer. It was unreal. And at that point, actually, Nigel and Kellen, along with Andrew and our buddy Justin, were living on a house just off White Ave, and the... Throughout the course of the summer, they got into a, a massive prank war. We got to have them on to talk about the things that they did to each other. But there were mornings where we wouldn't talk to each other till like 11, 12 in the, in the day. We Pranks. would work alongside each other because you're around these people eight hours a day. There was literally nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. You listen to your music or whatever. 
And then be like, you hit your first break at 1030, be like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> like, I've been working next to you for three hours. It was fucked. But it got me, it was a university job over the summer. Yeah? Yeah. Now he's a teacher. Yeah. Well, now you know I'm a teacher. Oh, everybody knew. Oh, yeah. That's true. Everybody knew. I think uh, on account of uh, my bad play tonight at ball was because Wednesday intramurals is dodgeball against the five sixes and my arm was fucking throbbing because I just love whipping the ball as hard as I can against those, those kids. I know. That would, that honestly, that excuse would work, Maddie, if your arm was your bad spot tonight, but it wasn't, it was your bad. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Fair point. Well. Before we go, Gord, I read this article on Twitter and it bears, uh, it, it necessitates a share. I don't know where I got it from. I just uh, took the picture and I don't know what journal it appeared in, but. It, it, this is a real event. Title is called uh, Missing Woman Mystery Solved. A group of tourists spent hours Saturday night looking for a missing woman near Iceland's Elja Canyon, only to find her among the search party. The group was traveling through Iceland on a tour bus and stopped near a volcanic, volcanic uh, canyon. Soon, there was word of a missing passenger. The woman, who had changed clothes didn't recognize the description of herself and joined the search party. But the search was called off at about 3 a.m. when it became clear the missing woman was in fact accounted for and searching for herself. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I've been a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. I've never searched for myself. (laughs) Oh, Oh, fuck. Too good not to share. Too good not to share. Well... It was a ride. <laughs> it was a ride. It was a ride. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. As always, we appreciate it. Um, other podcasts say this, so maybe we should rate us on iTunes? No. Fuck that. Just download it. <laughs> you don't want the clout. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Yeah, you know what? If you want to give us a rating, for sure. But if you listen to this whole thing and you're still going to give us a rating, tight. Yeah. Yeah, but true. Uh, and before we go, I just want to give a special shout out to our boy, our buddy C Rob, who's on a world trip with his mm. now wife. Uh, they got married over there. Congratulations to them as well. Um, but I was texting with him the other day because he's my little, and I'm his big in the flyer league. And he was saying, uh, you know, obviously when you travel, you you feel different things, and you you get moments of homesickness where you think about. Everybody back home, all your loved ones, all your buddies. Boys. And he said, I'm so happy to have the pod back. Oh, like, the it pod's just, back. It, it just, it's such a nice uh, release for me. Well, I'm mm-hmm. obviously seeing amazing things, but he said, you know, it kind of makes me feel connected back to home. And, that, and I think in the long run, that was the goal of this pod. It was to, you know, bring buddies together, but also like we have everybody living all over the fucking place, all over North oh, America, right? And it, it, I don't know, it kind of keeps us tight and yeah. I'm stoked in three weeks that we're going to be... Keeps the boys together. For yeah. Sure. And s- celebrating in Denver. Oh. So, interesting. No comments about the live pod in Denver yet. Oh, yeah. There'll be a live pod. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we'll see you next week. Episode 21 coming at you. Episode 20 is done. Mm-hmm. Peace out. On the Beverly Fantasy, Fantasy. Bulletin. 
Oh, oh, oh.